this out. Welcome back to the Foundations Podcast. This is Steve Madden, and we are back this week with our subject, and what I'm going to be calling this the title of this podcast, The Power of the Gospel. The Power of the Gospel. I'm going to read you a, a scripture verse. We'll go from there because I want to point out some certain things, some particular things about the gospel and all that, that we as Christians, whether we're just starting off new or whether we're old Christians or what have you, we need to understand about the gospel. And what I'm afraid of is that in our day and age, <clears throat> when we look at the way that the church is going, look at Christians, the way they respond to th certain things in our world and all that, they really don't have a good comprehension of the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So today, let, let me go ahead and read this uh, verse here. It's in Romans chapter 116. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So in, in Romans 1.16, it first starts right off with saying that it is the power of God unto salvation. So the gospel... The end result, of course, is the, the, that you want to see uh, from the preaching of the gospel or what have you, is you want to see people get saved. Salvation. But you see, there's something about salvation that we need to understand, and uh, that's why I wanted to take this one podcast, and I wanted to kind of delve into this so that we as Christians can understand this, so that when we... Uh, go about our business, and we see what's going on in our world, and all that. And we we want to pick. Uh, how I say, well, you want to pick up a picket sign, that you'll understand the true power that Jesus Christ gave us with the gospel. Now, let's let's start off with this. What is the definition of the gospel? The definition of the gospel, and we've heard it before, you may have heard it before, is good news. It's a good news. It's, uh, it's basically good news. And that's why when people are saved, normally there should be a change within them to go, that, that they go from death unto life. Now, I believe it's in the... Um, in the book of, I believe it's in the Philippians, that it says that uh, about the power of the resurrection is that I may know him and the power of his resurrection 
and the sufferings of his saints being made, and then it goes on and on and on. But it's the power of the resurrection. You see, what happens is, is that when Jesus went to the cross, he shed his blood, he was beaten, he was nailed to that cross and that tree, and he died there. He was, then he was put into the grave, and then three days later, he rose from the grave. Now, the power of the resurrection, what we're talking about there, is the resurrection of Christ means that he got up out of the grave. He was dead, and he became alive. So the gospel talks about how that, and the preaching of it, tells individuals like you and I how that we can be saved. And when salvation, what that means is we come from death unto life. And that means everything changes. Uh, we always used to sing that song, I'm a new creation, I'm a brand new man. That's what it's all talking about, that we are new creatures in Christ. So, the gospel of Jesus Christ is, they say, that what, the, what is the power of this gospel? Well, when I change from death unto life, I, I change from those attitudes, those beliefs, those standards that I used to hold on to when I was not saved. Now, when I was not saved, I didn't, you know, you may have thought, well, it's okay to, to go around and to, uh, and to cuss and to curse and to um, get into mischief and get into trouble, uh, go ahead and, you know, say it, sleep around or what have you uh, with your life and do those things that are not in tune with the word of God. But once you become a Christian, once you change and you give your heart to God, then those ideas and thoughts, those things need to change. Now, some things are not changed immediately, of course. But some things do change. So if when you actually are saved and born again, you want to do what God wants you to do. And you want to obey his word. You want to be and serve him. He is Lord of your life. What is to, to be Lord of your life means to be in control or uh, let's, let's get, let's get a little bit more, uh, than, uh, further from that word control, but he guides you into what you should do. And that is through the power of his Holy Spirit. Now, what are you talking about, Brother Steve? Well, when we are Christians, and, and according to John chapter 3, it says that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So when you are born again, or when I am born again, then we are born of the spirit. And at that point, we have to listen and tune in to what the Holy Spirit is teaching us. Jesus said in his gospel that in the gospels that he would send his comforter to guide us and to teach us all things and to lead us. And here's the thing. If we as Christians do not change or are not changed in the way we think, in the way we act, in the way we speak, then there's a problem. 
And th this is this is this is kind of getting down to brass tacks here with uh, with this subject. Now the thing is, is that when I am saved, and if I used to think that it's okay to uh, what to look at bad pictures, to look at pornography, well, when I get saved, the Bible is clearly against that. So I'm going to say, I'm not going to look at that stuff anymore. Yet, I, I was talking to the pastor the other day, and he told me, he said he was reading a statistic that, could you believe 50% of pastors today look at pornography? Now, how can you say that you are changed they say, well, you know, it, it, it's an addiction. Well, yes, it can be an addiction. And psychologists can even say that within men that that is an addiction. But here's the thing. If I'm saved, I'm going to try to get away from that. Even if I need to throw that computer out. Even if I need to shut down that phone. Or get a phone that only has phone calls and texts. You see, you need to, you, you see, that's because I want to change and I want to do what God wants me to do. Now here, let's, let's get off of that. Let's talk about other things, whether it be cussing, whether it be using God's name in vain, whether it be uh, picking or bullying other people, whether it be, um, there's all sorts of things and sins that we used to do that we have to lay it down. Now, the Apostle Paul said that he that we have to die daily. In other words, in this life, he said, well, we struggle with different things, Brother Steve. And yes, we do. We struggle with different things, what we call our pet peeves, or pet sins. Sorry, pet peeves, but pet sins. And, and, um, and the, the, the Bible says that Seeing that we are surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so doth easily beset us. Now, what is that talking about? It's talking about those things that are, man, those are the easy things that, that get me off track. We need to work on laying those aside. Now, that's where the individual Christian here. And the power of the gospel is the, is the power of change in our lives. We change from one person to another. We're a new creation. We've laid off all those things that were behind us, all those sins, all those things that are behind us, and we go into newness of life. We walk as new men and women of Christ, as new Christians. And that is what we need to be focusing on. Now, the power of that resurrection means that I used to be dead in my sins, but now I'm alive in Jesus. And I want to follow him. And the Holy Spirit is there to guide us and to direct us. Now, here uh, this brings me to another subject matter that I feel that we need to bring out. 
And if pastors are listening or people in churches or what have you, this is one thing that we have lost in the church that I don't know. I mean, many, many churches, I think many Christians, many, uh, many organizations do not understand or they have just neglected it or ignored it. And that is conviction. What is conviction, Brother Steve? Conviction is that when I am tending to try to do something wrong as a Christian, the Holy Spirit nudges me and says, Hey, Steve, uh-uh, you shouldn't do that. That's the wrong answer there. Do not do that. Because if you do that, you're going to be in trouble. It's kind of like back in that old cartoon of, uh, oh, what was it, Pinocchio and Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy Cricket would be in his ear telling him, ah, you know. But the thing is, is the Holy Spirit, and I definitely don't compare the two. The Holy Spirit is God, the, the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit nudges us. It knocks on our door and says, hey, man, you're not supposed to be doing that. And the thing here is, is I believe in our day and age, a lot of people have just lost their spiritual hearing. Their spiritual hearing. You need to be able to listen to God. Now, now here's the thing. The reason, there's, there's many reasons for this. Number one, of course, we do not read the Bible anymore. We're Christian, but we do not make the Bible a priority. Because the Bible, if you want to learn about what you should and shouldn't do, how you should conduct yourself, or me, I'm saying, when I'm saying you, I'm saying Steve as well. We need to read the Bible. The Bible tells us what we should do and what we shouldn't do, how we should act, how we, uh, uh, our focus, our direction. And God speaks to us through the pages of Scripture. And we really need to become a student of the Word is what it needs. If you're a Christian, you should want to read the Bible. You should want to learn what's in those pages. You should want to be in touch with God. So here it is, the basics, the, the, here's down the basics of Christianity, reading the Bible. If you don't read the Bible, you will not be able to understand what God says to do and what God does not, says not to do. Secondly, if you run across somebody with a weird cultic type of doctrine, you'll not be able to detect it. You'll not be able to tell, ooh, that's bad, that's not right. Because you don't know the Bible. And another thing is, is that, here's the basics again, we move to prayer. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Now, Brother Steve, how can that be? I sit there and, and kneel down on 24-7, uh, and don't eat, no, nothing, I just got to be praying. No, 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 that's not talking about like that. We do have times of prayer. We have prayer services at church and all that. That's corporate prayer. But when it comes to you as an individual or me as an individual Christian, we need to be in constant communication with the Lord. Now, somebody said, well, does that mean I have to be out there talking to God when I'm walking down the street and people think I, got, I lost my mind and I'm crazy? No. You can talk. God communicates with us. If you're in tune with him, he'll communicate in your mind, in your spirit, 
as well. And a lot of times, God doesn't communicate with you by uh, pounding on your door and saying, here, I'm God, I want to talk to you. He doesn't do that. But he, there's an inner witness. And that, my friend, is through the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Very basic Christian, uh, Christianity stuff here. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And he, the way with me, I'll just give a little, the way it happens with me is God puts something in my heart or I get an, I get an idea or a thought and he'll, he'll confirm that. Now, the, here's the thing. There's many voices that are speaking to you at the same time. There's a people around you. There's uh, God trying to speak for, with you. And then there's the devil trying to, to, to give it to you too as well. So you need to know how to discern what is what. Well, you can't do it if you, you know, like, like the old saying with the lottery, you can't win it if you're not in it. You have to pray. You have to be in the Bible because you'll know that if something comes into your head and it doesn't agree with scripture, well, that's not God. But if something comes into your heart, like go over and help that lady there, or go over and help that young boy right there, or give that person something, they need some food, or they need this, God will speak it into your heart and you will know that it's him because that's what the Bible confirms it. And then you go and you reach out and God will, God will confirm that in your heart. But you got to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. And you see, that's what that's what the Bible says. Uh, the, it says, "Walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh." What is walking in the Spirit? That means when you walk down there every day, you get up, Heavenly Father. You know, let me focus in. Help speak to me what you want to do this day. Or, you know, and that doesn't mean He has to tell you to get up out of bed. I mean, that's just that's just some people are silly. The, the, you got to have God has to tell you to get up off the couch and stop watching TV. That's ridiculous. But what I'm talking about is that when God, when you're reading your Bible, you're praying, you're in communication with God. He will speak to you and tell you what uh, what you need to do. If you come into a problem or a trial or something, He will give you a way out. He will speak the solution to you. One thing that uh, one thing that I uh, just kind of give a, a little testimony flow about is that I'm a programmer. I, I'm I'm a computer programmer, and computer programming is not a real easy task, when, especially when you're first starting out. And you have to have a certain mind. Your mind has to act a certain way. You have to be able to kind of solve puzzles and all that in your head, and. The thing is, is that when in my early days, I would pray to God, I, and I still do. I say, Lord, please help provide those solutions uh, for these things that I'm working on. God, help me. Because, of course, I study and I read and I look up solutions and all that of what I'm supposed to do. But sometimes it's really hard. So what I do, and then I cannot tell you the amount of times that I've just sat there, just shut my mouth, looked at the problem there. Uh, for and then looked at the code and all that, and all of a sudden, just from all of a sudden in my mind, the solution started forming. 
And I attribute that to the God, the Holy Spirit, bringing us into all truth, teaching us all things. God can help you be successful in your life if you'll just open your mind and your heart to him. Now back to conviction. That means that if you're in tune with him, and you go in and, and uh, you, you start thinking about saying something. Say if somebody really gets on your nerves and you just want to tell them off. Then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, whoa, dude, that's not the way Jesus would act. Or that's not the way you should do it. And you kind of back off at that point. But I'm going to tell you what, if you don't uh, listen to him, he, 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 you're going to go, you're going to fall right into the, what Satan or, or the trap that Satan wants you to fall into. He brings us into all truths. He, he teaches us the way. And when Satan comes against us to bring us into a trap or a trial or this type of thing, God can bring you out, but you got to be listening to him. And that's the thing. As Christians, the power of the gospel, is good. let's go back. The power of the gospel changes the way you think, the way you act, and the way you speak. Three things. First of all, the way you think. You don't think those type of, uh, of things, you know. And a lot of times you think more positive. You think you're relying on God and you think you want to see things through the eyes of God. There's a singer back in the, I believe it was the 70s or 80s, that used to sing a song called Through His Eyes of Love. And, and it talks about us being able, God, help me see through your eyes, that person. Help me see through your eyes the situation. Because God looks at it a lot different than we do. And he looks at it, in a, he looks at us through the blood of Jesus. If he looked at us the way if we uh, uh, if he looked at us the way we look at other people, we would be in for a lot of trouble. But God looks through the blood of Jesus when He looks at you and He looks at me. Now in your mind, and it says also the way you the, the way you act. Let me just say it this way. When you're born again and you've given your heart to Jesus, you don't talk about, you don't tell the dirty jokes anymore. If you, you may hit your hand and cuss, but you, you try to be better and not do it anymore. You try to clean up your language. You try to be positive. You see, the thing is, is that we have to strive to do our best and God comes and meets us and helps us the extra mile. You don't talk like you used to do. You don't put the dirty words on Facebook. You don't go looking at bad things on the internet. You don't spread those things on the internet. You don't treat people with disrespect. You don't treat people that, like they're beneath you. You treat them the way Jesus would treat them. And that is the way you act. You have to change the way you act. And then you have to change the way you talk. We don't talk defeat. As a Christian, God is a solution, not a, not a problem. 
we are we are human beings and we are focused on the negative and we are focused on the 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 problem and we a lot of times we talk about our problems we talk about this but you see the thing is you can say this is that Lord you know my back hurts and I, oh I'm so tired and all this type of thing like that the world talks like that but when Christ saves you and changes your life you say listen my back may be hurting but the Bible says that by his stripes I am healed and so I am going to believe that God is going to heal my back. Your mindset, your mouth, your words change. You speak life and not death. The Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. In other words, you're going to get what you speak. Now I'm not talking to you about lying. There's a lot of people out there saying, "Oh, you just this, you know, you call those things that be not as though they were." So you totally deny that you have that backache, and you say, "Well, I don't have a backache." Yes, you do. If you have a backache, say, "Hey, I may have a backache, but God's word says that I am healed, and so I'm going to believe that I'm going to be healed, and I'm going to be healed in Jesus' name." We change the way we speak. Now, I'm going to wind this up here because this is only going to be a short message today. But I want to talk a little bit about the power of the gospel and how that we as Christians, and, uh, and uh, I've seen a lot of preachers do this, and, and which really leads me to believe that we either don't have an understanding of what the true gospel and the power of the gospel is, or we just neglect it because we want to be angry. We want to show people that we were, we stand against something. Now I will be the first one to say, first of all, I do not believe in abortion. I believe it is murder. You don't kill, kill a child in the womb. When that child has a heartbeat, when that the baby is in there, and in a conception, that baby the, that turns into a living human being, you do not abort that. You shouldn't. But you see, over the past few years, the Christian Church has tended to put their trust in politicians rather than in God. They believe that their power is by changing the way people vote and who is in office and to try to change what happens in this country. Now, here's the thing. When Jesus, they came to Jesus and talked to him about paying his taxes, Jesus looked at him and he said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Give to God what is God's. He clearly made a distinction between the two. And, but I'm going to go even further with this. You see, the power of the gospel is the change that occurs when someone gives their life to Jesus, truly gives their life to Jesus. 
Now, that power means that when I, you have an abortion doctor, I'm just going to use this example. When you have a doctor performing abortions, and he's not saved. I don't think I. I really do not believe that a doctor can be saved, really, and be performing abortions like that. Now, when that doctor, if you go in and you talk to that doctor, and you somehow you go witness to him, and you you lead him to Jesus Christ, and he gives his heart truly to the Lord. You're not going to need to pick at his office anymore because that man is going to say, listen, this is wrong. I am not going to do this ever again. And I'm going to tell you what, there are many examples of people and uh, people in this country, in this world that have gotten saved. God has transformed their lives and they've stopped doing those things that were bad and changed and went the other way. That is the true power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. A man is not changed from the outward in. He is changed from the inside out. I'm going to say it again. A man is not changed from the outward in, but he's changed from the inside out. So our goal, our first priority is what Jesus said when he gave the Great Commission. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And the thing is, is because he, as, as he said in his word, that that power of the gospel, there's a power in that gospel. Let me get back in there and let me, let's take a look at it again. And, he's, and, he's, and he talks about it's the power of God unto salvation. The power of God unto salvation. We need to focus on getting people saved. We need to focus on getting people changed. This leads me back to the church, what we've been talking about over the last few weeks. We've been talking about the church how to find a church, what's a good church. But right, what we're going to be leaning into is we're going to begin teaching and talking about the five positions or the, the what we call the five-fold ministries of the church. One of those ministries is evangelism. Evangelism. And evangelism is reaching out to those people that are not saved and preaching the gospel to the point where they change their life and give their hearts to Jesus Christ. We all know Billy Graham. We, everybody, I mean, that name, but uh, everybody knows Billy Graham when he was out there in his mighty crusades. But <coughs> the thing is, Billy Graham worked with the individual churches to bring people into the church. The fivefold ministry all has to do with the local church eventually. And we're going to talk about that, and we're going to begin next week in talking about the five-fold ministry. But what I'm talking about here is the power of the gospel. So I'm going to tell you what, if you, uh, no politician is going to save you. No, no uh, philosophy is going to save you in this world. Picketing is not going to change things. 
the way that the gospel can change things. And we have got to understand as Christians that there is a power in the gospel that we preach. That means we need to be preaching the gospel. We need to be getting that gospel out to people out there, telling them about Jesus, telling them, yes, Jesus loves you. Oh, you may be in sin. You may be sinning, but Jesus died for you and loves you, and you can be born again. And once that person is changed then, or is saved, then the change begins from the inside out, from the inside out. Well, God bless you, brothers and sisters, and all you that are listening to this Foundations podcast. Today, we tried to talk about the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then for us, it means changing the way that we act, the way that we speak, the way that we think, and it changes the way that our heart believes and and uh, and the, the realization that the power of the gospel changes a man from the inside out or a person whatever man woman from the inside out keep that in mind as then this is basic christian stuff we got to realize that we have to grasp that so that we can move forward in our christian lives and we can move and do what God wants us to do in this life and really spread this gospel and watch those around us change through the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God bless you all, and we'll be talking to you, and we'll be uh, coming back with a new Foundation podcast next week. God bless.